Before we get started, I want to take a moment to invite you to MML's upcoming elected officials training in Columbia, Missouri, June 8th to 9th. This conference covers topics such as Missouri's Sunshine Law, fraud, budgets, leadership, and more. It provides a knowledge base that newly elected officials need to govern effectively, but also covers changes that continually occur, making this an event all officials should attend. Learn more and register at www.mocities.com. Now, on to today's episode. In this episode of the MML City View podcast, we speak with John Nelson, Assistant to the State Highway Safety and Traffic Engineer for the Missouri Department of Transportation. John works a great deal with Missouri's highway safety programs, especially in conjunction with the Missouri Coalition for Roadway Safety. Today, we'll share more about Missouri's highway safety programs and how your city can help keep your community safe. John, welcome. Thank you, Laura. Glad to be here. So tell us more about the Missouri Coalition for Roadway Safety and its mission. Yeah, so the the Missouri Coalition for Roadway Safety actually is not a new thing. Um, It's been around, uh, believe it or not, for almost 20 years, not quite yet. Um, But back in the the early 2000s, um, you know, just in the the wake of rising traffic fatalities in our state and other states, um, a lot of states uh, began to look at ways to uh, improve the effectiveness, I guess, of, of the efforts we make to make the roadway safer. And so the coalition was formed then to really bring together uh, sort of this alliance of different partners um, from different disciplines uh, that all have a role to play in traffic safety and, and bring that group together to the table to talk about um, really coming up with a comprehensive approach to addressing uh, these crashes that are occurring on our roadways. Um, so it, it's an awesome group of people. Uh, obviously, the people have changed over the years, um, but a lot of the groups that have been involved have been doing this for a long time. Uh, but regardless of the, the different diversity of the group and the different backgrounds, the different uh, levels of expertise, uh, they really all just share one common goal, and that is to end traffic deaths on Missouri's roadways. And can you tell us a little more about how you go about that strategically? Do you have a specific plan? Yeah, so the, the coalition um, developed our first ever strategic highway safety plan back in 2004. Um, and what that plan really, again, intended to do was to take a, a comprehensive approach to addressing roadway safety. Uh, so a lot of times we talk about the four E's when it comes to highway safety, uh, which is um, education, engineering, enforcement, and emergency services. And that's sort of evolved over the years, but those four disciplines really have uh, kind of been the foundation of this comprehensive approach uh, for a long time. And, and in a lot of ways, it's, it's served our community, it's served our coalition, it's served our state very well um, in bringing different layers of, of uh, protection and strategy to this issue. Um, but we had that plan in 04. And so about every four or five years or so, we update that plan. Um, to really take a kind of a fresh look. What's the data telling us? What, what's causing these crashes? What can we do differently or what can we keep up that's working uh, to continue to move Missouri forward? So in 2020, um, we were actually due to update the plan again, uh, but we did something a little bit different. Uh, and it actually, it was really interesting timing because it was uh, being developed right as the pandemic was getting to, you know, really take hold of Missouri and the rest of the country. Uh, but the group got together. We had about um, 60 or so individuals from 35 or so different organizations in the state come together and say, what does this plan need to look like? What do we need to change? What do we need to do differently uh, to try to break through and get to 
um, a higher level of success in ending road deaths. And so uh, that group got together, uh, put together our new plan, which is called uh, Show Me Zero, um, that really intends to try to move Missouri towards that by getting uh, a lot more of us involved, not just the traditional stakeholders, but uh, really in a lot of ways, all Missourians. And um, so that's that's kind of what's led into the Show Me Zero plan, which is the current plan that we have in place and will be our plan uh, for the next several years. Um, but it it really is, that's, that's sort of the strategy behind it. But um, it's really more of a vision in a lot of ways than just a plan and trying to lay out what a successful um, effort would look like in Missouri to reduce traffic fatalities. And uh, there's some, you know, strong components of that plan that I'd love to talk about today. Uh, But that's really what drives us as a coalition is everybody's on board with the same mission, uh, which is backed by the Show Me Zero plan. Um, And that mission is to end traffic deaths in our state. Yeah, what are some of those components and, and specifically how does it help keep communities safe? So Show Me Zero really has four key components, or I, I like to say four key messages. Um, and that was by design. Uh, again, when the, the group, the coalition got together to revisit the plan, we really wanted to um, develop a plan that people could easily recall, remember, and see how they fit into that. Uh, so the four key messages are really simple. Um, it's buckle up. It's number one, phones down, slow down, and drive sober. So um, if you ever hear us out talking about this, you're going to hear that a lot. Buckle up, phone down, slow down, drive sober. Uh, but it's really those four areas that we have seen um, consistently in crash report after crash report over the last couple of decades that are leading to these tragedies playing out on our roadways. So um, we talk about seatbelts, we're talking about really all occupant protection. So certainly that's your standard seatbelt, but that's also uh, child safety seats. Um, if you're riding a motorcycle or a bicycle, that's a helmet. It's any of those those things that keep us safe in the car um, in the event of a crash. And so they're, they don't necessarily lead or cause the crash, but they're uh, critical safety elements. So Occupant protections, that buckle up message is number one. Um, distracted driving, you know, we talked about the cell phones. That's um, the, the number two emphasis area. And uh, we all see this every day. You see it. I see it, you know, taking kids to school, um, going to church, visiting family, whatever it is. It's, it's just become such a prevalent issue on our roadways um, that we really can't afford to ignore it because uh, it's literally costing uh, lives out on the highway. Um, traffic speeds is the third area and, and not just speeding, but really any kind of aggressive driving behavior. Um, so that could certainly include tailgating, um, aggressive passing maneuvers. Um, that issue itself, speed and aggressive driving has consistently been the number one cause of fatal crashes in Missouri uh, for many years running now. And then the last one, of course, is the impaired driving. Uh, so we talk about driving sober. Uh, and again, it's not just alcohol. That's the one that immediately comes to our mind. Uh, but we're also talking about, you know, prescription medication, opioids. Um, obviously, cannabis is legal in our state in some capacities now. Uh, but all those things come into play. So again, um, those four things, when we talk about show me zero, that's the message we want people to understand. Buckle up, phone down, slow down and drive sober. So you mentioned aggressive driving is the number one. Cause wow, I, I thought yeah. I was distracted. So 
Yeah, and I think a lot of us think it's distracted because uh, maybe the distracted is is more easily seen, you know, mm-hmm. just in our driving. Um, but the, the thing with speed and aggressive driving uh, that's a little bit different from, say, impaired driving is um, it does not have that level of um, stigma. It doesn't have that stigma that, you know, impaired driving has. There is it's socially unacceptable. Um, for most of us to even consider getting behind the wheel uh, drunk or even a little buzz. Now, obviously, it still happens in our state, but generally, as a society, uh, we frown upon that, right? We we look down upon that. We say, you should not do that. We don't see that same level of, um, I guess, accountability and disdain for speed and aggressive driving. And I think it's because so many of us are accustomed to getting places as quickly as we can, as efficiently as we can. Um, we're in a hurry. Our schedules are tight. Um, and so speed is just so prevalent out there. Um, and, you know, generally it's a, it accounts for around a third of our fatalities every year. Um, but actually during the pandemic, that spiked significantly. Um, and we saw about 40% of our fatalities at that time were the result of a speeding or aggressive driver. Uh, so speed is definitely... Uh, been something, particularly in the last couple of years, uh, that has really trended in the wrong direction. And uh, frankly, it's it's very concerning for us. So you saw speed go up over the pandemic. And, and I had heard that. Did that drop again? Or are people just kind of maintaining those speeds? Yeah, I think we have seen it drop a little bit, at least by what we're seeing in the crash reports in 2022. That percentage was back down to about 33%. Um, so we did see a little bit of reduction in the speed-related fatalities. Um, that said, I don't think the um, sort of the, the cultural shift that we saw during the pandemic of wide open roads, uh, not as many people out there. Um, maybe there's some, you know, mental health stuff going on there, too, that maybe led to increased speeds. I don't think it's kind of back to the pre-dam- uh, pre-pandemic levels. Um, but it has come down a little bit. And, and some of that is um, groups like the coalition or some of our partners like law enforcement agencies uh, really seeing what was taking place on the roadway and saying, hey, we, we've got to do something about this. Um, so there's still a lot of work to do. Um, the speeds that we hear that are reported, even in places like a work zone, um, you know, are just astronomical. Um, it is, it's very routine for us to hear reports of people driving in excess of 100 miles per hour, um, even in scenarios like a work zone or a setting where there's vulnerable road users um, in the vicinity. Wow. So I had learned recently that 2022 was your third highest or Missouri's third highest consecutive year of increasing fatalities. Um, and that it was the second consecutive year where there were more than a thousand deaths. Other concerning trends I know are pedestrians, motorcyclists, bicyclists. Like, how do you, how are those people at risk? Yeah, so um, we're definitely trending in the wrong direction. Uh, just you know, uh, both overall and then in some of these particular areas. So last year, uh, the preliminary number right now is we had one thousand and fifty-seven people lose their lives in a Missouri traffic crash last year. Um, that's the highest number in Missouri since two thousand and six. Um, and it's, it's not too far off from the highest ever number that we saw in, in 2005. Um, so definitely concerns there uh, with what's going on. Um, you know, we've talked about sort of those main causes, but we've really seen the impact in some of those more 
um, I guess, niche groups of roadway users. So uh, pedestrians has been an area in our state and as well as in the country uh, that really over the last decade has been seeing uh, significant increases. In fact, um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I think if you go back about 10 years ago, pedestrian fatalities in our state have almost doubled, um, if not more than doubled. And um, unfortunately, in 2022, we set an all-time high in pedestrian fatalities in our state. Um, I think the preliminary number right now is 132 pedestrians were killed um, in Missouri last year. So so that's a group that we've seen some alarming trends in. Uh, motorcyclists is another one. Um, I don't know. For people that are motorcyclists, they may not be aware, but um, a couple of years ago, Missouri repealed um, the all-rider helmet law that we had in our state. Um, and we've, we're seeing the impacts of that, unfortunately. Um, so since that time, we've seen an increase in motorcycle motorcyclist fatalities of anywhere from 35 to 40 percent. Um, the number of unhelmeted fatalities um, has gone through the roof. We went from um, pre-repeal levels of about 20 unhelmeted fatalities a year um, to now we're more in like the 85 to 90 unhelmeted fatalities a year. So uh, serious spikes in that. Um, and then. You know, the age groups is the other thing where we see some of the trends. Um, we've seen increases in the young drivers, which maybe doesn't surprise people. Um, you know, I think our younger drivers get a bad rap a lot of times. Uh, we like to blame all the issues on them. Well, they're the ones driving distracted or uh, they're the ones that don't have the experience. And, and they don't have the experience, right? That's uh, why we have things like driver's ed programs and graduated driver's license. Uh, but we are seeing increases in that age group. Uh, but also the older age group of drivers um, actually has seen a greater increase. So those drivers who are age 65 or older um, are actually um, involved in fatality crashes at a higher rate than ever before in our state. Um, now, some of that, I think, is just the demographics of the state. You know, that age group is growing in our population. Um, but it's a concern, nonetheless, that um, we have more fatal crashes occurring on our roadways now involving older drivers. So you're trying to reach so many different groups, and of course, each one's equally important that you get a safe driving message to. What are the main challenges that you come across in trying to, to do that? Yeah, and you're exactly right. Um, and really going back to Show Me Zero, that's that was really the spirit or the heart of that plan when we put together uh, was us acknowledging that it's it's no longer sufficient just to rely on uh, the law enforcement or the engineers or the emergency services um, to, to make progress and, and try to get us to zero deaths. But really, you know, now we talk about a 50 and that is everyone. Um, every single person has a role to play in this, whether uh, you drive a car, you drive a bus, uh, you ride your bike, you walk to work, you use mass transit, whatever it is. Um, we all share some level of responsibility um, in using the roadway. And so I think one of the the main challenges that we face just right off the bat is trying to help all Missourians understand that. Um, yes, MoDOT, obviously, you know, we have a, a big role to play in that in um, designing and, and, and building and constructing roadways. Law enforcement, the Missouri State Highway Patrol, local law enforcement agencies, they have a big role to play in that in enforcing the laws. Um, state and elected officials have a big role in that in setting public policy. Uh, but really, when you think about it, every single one of us uses the roadway and, and not just uses it, but we depend on it. Right. So um, we sort of take for granted, like, hey, I'm just going to get up today. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to take my kid to school and I'm going to go to work. And we don't really 
think anything about it. So that's, I think, the first challenge, number one, is just um, we all do have some level of responsibility. It really is a shared responsibility um, for us to kind of take ownership of this and say, hey, I want to do my part um, to help get the, the state to zero deaths. And that's, again, that's really the heartbeat of Show Me Zero. I think some of the other challenges that we see, you know, getting more specific public policy, just to be honest, in Missouri um, is really lagging when it comes to highway safety. Um, in fact, numerous uh, national organizations, including the National Safety Council, have rated Missouri almost dead last in this regard. Um, I think we were 49 out of 50 states. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's pretty simple things uh, like the fact that we don't have a primary seatbelt law uh, for all people, the fact that we don't. Um, we no longer have a helmet law for all motorcyclists. Um, Missouri is one of two states that don't have a texting and driving ban for all drivers. And, uh, you know, the list just goes on and on. Um, so that is that really is a big challenge, because when we talk about um, all Missourians taking ownership and taking responsibility, um, well, a lot of times that starts with us as a state and public policy saying, hey, this is a shared responsibility. There are rules of the road that we must follow, um, and it's a privilege to use the transportation system. Um, so that's the other big thing. And, and then the last big challenge, I would say, is just uh, the cultural acceptance of highway deaths has been ingrained in us for so many years. Um, I think a lot of people almost just treat it as, well, that's the cost of doing business. You know, if we're going to have a transportation system that's so robust it's just going to result in tragedies from time to time. And that's really a mindset that we want to change with Show Me Zero, uh, that it doesn't have to be this way. So I would imagine, you know, we're, we're here coming on the end of March. Um, as you head into the warmer months, does your messaging change based on the fact that there's more people out or perhaps more roadway you know, projects going on? How do your activities change as summer comes? Yeah, I, I don't think the message itself changes much. It, it's still those same things, um, but probably the intensity and the urgency of it does change um, in some ways. And, and as you mentioned, it's getting warmer. Um, you know, for one, there's going to be more travel. Um, you know, actually, so between Memorial Day and Labor Day, um, actually in the highway safety community is often referred to as the 100 deadliest days of summer, uh, just because there's such um, an increase in the traffic volumes and the travel um, and the occurrence of, of roadway deaths during that time. Um, that, that's really a time of year where a state can either uh, make significant gains in reducing fatalities or we can see significant steps backwards. So uh, we know we're, we're approaching really a critical time of the year if we want to see a reduction um, in traffic deaths in 2023. Uh, the other part, though, as that weather warms up, um, you're also going to start seeing more activity on the roadway in terms of uh, work zones, construction, maintenance activities. Um, and, it, and again, I think most of us sort of take this for granted. We don't really think about this. Um, but there are people, in fact, there are thousands of people just in our department who every day are making their living out there on the roadway, putting themselves in harm's way uh, just to make sure that potholes patched, that litter's picked up. Um, the yard, the grass is mowed, uh, you know, the stripes are on the road, whatever it is. And, um, you know, when we're driving through those work zones at 60, 70, you know, you've got people that are doing 80, 90 in these work zones. Um, you talk about a vulnerable person in a situation. Um, there's not much protection between them 
um, you know, in a 3,000 pound vehicle, just barreling by them. Uh, so that's the other real concern uh, where we start to shift our messaging a little bit. Um, Work Zone Awareness Week will be coming up next month in April. And actually, uh, Missouri will be hosting the National uh, Work Zone Awareness Kickoff event um, here in mid Missouri. Um, but the important thing with that is, you know, just again, raising that attention that there are lives at stake um, and they're, they're citizens of the state uh, doing good for all of us who use the system. So getting people to really just think about their actions while they're driving, getting them to realize, I mean, in my opinion, I always see a vehicle as kind of a weapon. You know, you can, I always tell my kids that as they've started driving, how can, you want to reach each individual, how can cities help? You know, this is, we're a member organization of 650 cities. What would you suggest for them to look at as the summer comes or as Work Zone Awareness Week comes? Yeah. Uh, so a couple things, one on just a, a broad level, I would say, um, even for more than just the, the city officials or the city workers, um, we're all people, we all have families, we all have friends. So, you know, we might be moms or dads or brothers or sisters. So even just starting in our own little circles, our own families about, you know, you talked about mentioning, um, you know, to your, to your child there about the responsibility to share with that. So having these conversations, making sure um, that we understand as individuals and with our own circles, the responsibility that we carry. Um, that's a good place to start. I do think there are specific things that um, cities can look to do. And actually, um, if you go and look at the Show Me Zero plan, we do break down um, strategies in that plan by working group. And there is a, a section there for uh, local and city officials and public works departments. Um, I, I think the place I would start is in your community. Um, find ways to really elevate and prioritize the importance of traffic safety. Um, that could be um, in the way that your police department goes about doing uh, their business. That could be programs with your schools. That could be community events. Um, that could be um, education, looking at ways to improve visibility for crosswalks, sidewalks, whatever it is. But um, obviously there are a lot of things that the cities and your membership have to deal with on a regular basis. And I know it's hard to prioritize that. Um, our encouragement would be to make traffic safety in your community one of those priorities. Um, and then once you do that, you know, I think there are specific things you can look at. Um, we've had, I think we have about 68 cities in the state who have adopted their own primary seatbelt ordinance. Um, so even though we don't have a primary seatbelt law at the state level, they've said, hey, in our community, um, we want this to, to be a thing. We, we want to elevate safety. So we're going to have a primary seatbelt law, um, or ordinance in our city. Um, lots of cities have worked directly with their schools. They've, they've made programs that, um, can expose their students to the importance of this, uh, whether that's at the high school level or in some cases we've seen at the elementary level. Um, and then I think, you know, just community events, making sure that this message is out there. Um, that could be the fair, the ball game. Um, hey, remember on your way home, buckle up, put the phone down, um, help us all get to, to where we want to safely. So everybody really working together. Exactly. So where can our officials go if they want to learn more? You mentioned the Show Me Zero plan. Yeah. Where can they find that? So the, the, the quickest and easiest place to go is just to visit our the coalition's website at savemolives.com. So that's save mo as in M-O for Missouri, savemolives.com. 
um, right there. They'll find right in front of them access to the Show Me Zero plan. Uh, but we've also got um, a lot of videos, different resources they can use for educational events. Um, so that's that's probably the quickest and easiest way to go. Um, they can also always call us here at MoDOT, um, 888-ASK-MoDOT, uh, ask to talk to our highway safety office um, about resources and opportunities that we can uh, partner with them um, to help do more in their city. Great. Well, I will make sure all of that's in the show notes so that our listeners can go and grab that information and look in particular, like you mentioned, the strategies for local public works departments. I mean, that there are things in that guide that can help them, you know, make plans for the summer or for the coming year. So as we close out today, I do like to ask each guest what they love about their city. And I know you've been in Jefferson City for quite a while, but also have a hometown. So I'll let you pick which one. Yeah, well, so I did. I grew up in Southeast Missouri. Or both. <laughs> yeah, in Sykeston. And, uh, uh, but, you know, I am, I was just sharing with you before we, we went on the air that um, I've almost lived in Jefferson City now um, longer than I, I lived in Sykeston. And so um, I'll pick Jeff City just because that's where I'm at now. And that's uh, where my wife and my two daughters, uh, we're all here together. Um, I, I think the thing we love about it is it just, it's a good uh, fit for us. It, you know, it, it's that perfect balance between not too big, but not too small. Um, it's kind of in the center of the state. We can still get over and watch a Cardinal game uh, pretty easily. Um, there's lots of nice trails and things to do around here. Uh, so we really have fallen in love uh, with Jeff City. and um, It's weird to think about, but now I can't think about myself uh, being anywhere else. So uh, it's just a great place to, to live and raise a family. That's great, John. We really appreciate all you're doing uh, with the coalition and and just working to help make roadways safer. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, again, appreciate it. We always love the opportunity to talk about Show Me Zero, and um, we really appreciate the opportunity to, to share with your membership and be here today. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And listeners, be watching for future Missouri City View podcasts. To learn more about the Missouri Municipal League, visit mocities.com. 